Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. Eternal One, we worship you. We give you praise. We worship you. In Jesus' name, we afraid. Amen. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13, very quickly. Matthew 25. Sometimes just be spontaneous and just respond to God. Even if it's not the way you plan it to be. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 3. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. Matthew 25 and then we read verses 1 to 3. 25. He said one. Did I say one to three? One to thirteen. And that time the kingdom of heaven will be like the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil in them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. Verse 9, No, they replied, There may not be enough for both, us, for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the elders also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, Bible says in verse 13, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Psalms 119 verse 107. I've not preached in recent times without reading Psalms, right? Psalms is a good thing, is a good portion of scriptures that you must learn to read. Psalm 119 talks about the word of God I told us and I said that it's such a long reading but you should sit down one day and just say I'm going to finish this book. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says uh, the Bible says I've suffered much. Preserve my life O Lord according to your word. The New King James Version says preserve me, revive me according to your word. Revive me even according to your word. This morning, I'm going to be speaking on a revival by the word. Revival by the word. Look at your neighbor and say, revival by the word. By the word. Father, thank you because the entrance of your word, it gives light, it gives understanding unto the simple. As simple folks, we've come this morning to learn at your feet. I make my tongue the pen of a ready writer and I write the word of life upon the spirit of your people. Lord, let your word set us on fire. Let your word bring life. Let your word bring water again. Let us come again to that very place, like you said in Revelation, the place of our first works and the place of our first love with you. Father, renew, restore. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can have your seat in God's presence. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
have to say a lot of amen so that your voice can be louder than mine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, one of the things that I love about life is that life is not guaranteed. I was going to say pigeon, it shocked you. But that's one of the guarantees of life is that life itself is not guaranteed. Everything soon loses energy. Living or non-living thing, nothing remains the same forever. Are you following me? New cars become old. New houses become dilapidated. And new clothes get worn out. In fact, that is the way of life. Do you understand what I'm saying? The truth is that that young child will soon become very old. And the young child that will become old, and by the time of life, uh, is going to return to his creator. The truth is also amazingly true in the spiritual. That nothing remains the same. Blazing fire becomes embers. Are you following me? Fresh oil becomes stale. Refreshed people become thirsty. They lose strength, vigor, energy. And they lose their zest even for God. And that's where we pick the story of the virgins from. The virgins were great people. Lovers and those who are waiting for the master. And they had been waiting for a while. But listen to this. Good guys don't always end the story well. Are you following me? They actually did something wrong. They actually did nothing wrong, but they ran out of well. <laughs> it's amazing to run out of well. And you see, I'm actually a very, despite the way I might look at certain times, I'm actually a very sympathetic and empathetic person. Listen, when I, 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 I consider the story in that scripture, I did not believe that Jesus, my Savior, said that story. Why? Because it's amazingly unkind and unfair. If you look at it very deeply, that story seemed not to make rational and kind sense. If you are a kind person, it doesn't make sense. I ran out of gas. You are not using your gas. Can you give me gas? I mean, it, it seems so simple that I didn't understand why they didn't do it. Listen to this, and this will shock you. Is that at certain times in the spiritual, it is impossible to help others. And God, I don't know how you read your scriptures, but I'm going to challenge God and say, listen, this does not make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it shouldn't be. Jesus preached kindness. Jesus said we should forgive. Jesus said we should give. And he actually he told you to give and keep on giving. And yet, he said a parable of stingy people. That's the way I felt. And that's the way a rational thinker will see it. And that's why rational beings don't understand scriptures. Because scriptures does not obey the law of logic. Are you following me this morning? Scripture does not follow the law of logic. Scripture only follows the law of truth and the spiritual law of God. Are you following me? If God say 1 plus 1 is 40, it is 40. You can go and argue it, but it is 40. And if he says tomorrow it is 2, then it is also 2. Whatever it is, is what God makes it to be. But I began to question the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, I didn't understand this. What's going on? And I'll tell you how he explained this to me. You know, there are certain things you will never get in certain cities until you enter certain cities. I couldn't get it in the Lord. I couldn't understand it. So one day, I, I was having a conversation, and that, was, that one day was not so far ago. It was last week. Not this one you handed, the upper one. And then I was um, going home from Marina around 7.30. And I got to a place called Likota, uh, and I entered this crazy, not the, the yes, the Kota, the second, the second gate. And then I entered this thing there, they call traffic. 
I've never seen that kind of traffic before in the whole of the entire being of my life. <laughs> now, I have entered traffic in Lagos, but I pray for you, you will never enter this one. There are levels to these things. And I'm telling you that between Ikota and VGC, a distance of less than a kilometer, I spent four hours. Four hours. Now, cars began to stop because they ran out of fuel. Do you understand? They ran out of fuel, and so people came down, started pushing their car to the other side. And the Holy Spirit said, give them oil. Give them fuel. <laughs> you know, starting from thinking about this parable, and the Holy Spirit said, they give them some fuel. Then I discovered that to give them fuel, there will be traffic in that place. Number one, I will need a mechanic to loosen the tank from under because it is not a manual car that you can even use your mouth to pump out the fuel. So they have to lose it from under. Number two is that stopping there would also cause more traffic. So it was absolutely, it wasn't that I was stingy or that I didn't want to care for them or empathize with them. So the wise virgins actually empathized with those people, but it was just impossible for me to do anything. So cars broke down. Not because the engine were not working, but they ran out of gas. Allow me to say to you that in the spiritual, there is a limit to which you can depend on others. You must be able to directly assess God for certain things by yourself. The idea Jesus brought to the fore in the parable of the wise and the foolish virgin can be elucidated upon with Paul analysis. That the believer must keep being filled with the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 5 and then verse 18. That the believer must keep being filled even with the Holy Ghost. Listen, it is the law of life that the energy that is being used will get dissipated. Even your spiritual energy is being used to get dissipated. You are praying, and you keep going on and on. That energy keeps going down. It keeps going down. It is the law of life that you cannot keep, you can't stay at the optimum, except there is a renewal of your energy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't worry. Make sure whatever you buy, you buy original. The foolish virgins neglected recharging and they weren't ready when the Savior came. You might begin well, but it matters little if you don't end well. Can I say that to somebody again? You might begin well, but it does not matter how you began if you did not end well. So they started marriage in a good way. You have seen good homes, started builds. I mean, people were there. They started well, but after 15 years, things became bad. And then marriages broke down. And then people began to say, no, they added the iron. No, the problem was that there was no refreshing and recharging. The problem wasn't that they married wrong. The problem was that they, be, they believed that what they started with is enough to take them to the end. Your renewal, is the, your renewal is very important. Your refreshing is very important. Your first contact with the Holy Ghost is not enough for your journey. It's not enough. David was in such a situation. He had lost touch. He was weary, fighting many battles. His gas was near zero. What he needed was a revival. What he needed was a touch from God. Bible says in Isaiah chapter 57 verse 15, For thus hear their eye and lofty one, he who inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble. 
In Psalms 85, 6 to 7, the psalmist said, God, he said, will thou not revive us again? I love Psalm 85, verse 6. He said, will thou not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Miracle, Sakatia. Will thou not revive us again? Listen to this. I'm preaching this message because I've seen many people who have started out well with God. I was on campus with certain folks uh, who when they pray, I know that God is there. I mean people who could pray down fire. I'm talking about believers uh, who are not there in the social media age. People who are not praying or asking for an anointing so that they can be known because we don't even know what it means to be famous. Are you following me? They were just in touch with God, but some of them uh, are not even with God anymore. I remember with, we, I remember right now, even as I'm preaching to you, a man we used to call M.O.G., I mean, he was so spiritual, uh, he was so, such a lover of God that we call him M.O.G. And when he greets you, answer you back and say, man of God, how are you? I mean, he had the voice of a pastor from Bath. You will know that this one is a lover of God. And he was such a man who was on fire for Jesus. On campus, they know him there. Everybody call him the Timberland pastor. Because he's always going with his Timberland, very rugged man. In Unilone, very rugged. UCFA is doing a program, he's there. How dare you do a program without emoji? He was the think tank, even of the Christian body. Fast forward five years later, I had a conversation with him. He came to our house then in Bodija. He said, man of God, I don't understand what's going on with me. I had slept with ladies. Man of God got married after IV of two months. When they start giving you IV of two months, you start knowing that they will give birth after three months. Glory to God. You know that the belly has happened. So they want to fast forward all of the rehearsals. Do you get that? I mean, you don't plan two years wedding. You plan two years wedding when you're a virgin. <laughs> Glory to God. You plan two months wedding when you are a Christian and then you go pregnant. Glory to God. You just say, Allah, we'll do it tomorrow. Amen. I will not be able to consider a problem. They don't even want you to come. Amen. And, and that's what happened to Emoji. A bitter story. A man who lost his zeal, lost everything. And how do you restore such a man? How do you restore? Do I talk to him about the power of the Holy Ghost? He tasted of it. He partook of it. Do I tell him about the power of the word? Do I tell him to pray? He was living in Zion. Listen. What is revival? What he needed is revival. Revival is not just emotionalism. Revival is not us gathering together and having a lot of prayers. That's not what revival is. At the best, that's an outpouring. Are you following me? There are levels to these things, a refreshing, an outpouring, a reawakening, and then what is called a revival. Listen, revival means to bring to life. Revival means to restore to consciousness. It's from that Hebrew word, Chaya, C-H-A-Y-A-H. It means to restore to life. So if somebody actually drowns in a water and then we bring the person out of that river and then we begin to pump life to him, what we have done is that we have revived him. That's what the Hebrew means by the word revive. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It means to restore you back to your original position. It means to re renew our rejuvenation, restoration. Whatever you have turned to neglect, whatever your spiritual gift that has become obscured, now you are taking it back. That's what it means when we talk about revival. Restoration, rejuvenation. Now, I want to quickly share with you because some of you are looking at me and saying, you know what, brother? I don't need a revival. But I can assure you, you need a revival. Amen. Oh, after today, maybe you will not greet me, but I can assure you, you need a revival. How do I know? Because I am a medical doctor who came prepared. 
When I tell you a symptom, you know whether you have a thing or not. Glory to God. I remember those days of COVID-19. Glory to God. When people start not smelling, they start saying, what is going on? If you cannot smell and then you start getting weak, then you are afraid. Am I COVID-19 positive? I want to share with you very quickly. And I will not explain that because that's not where I'm going. But I want you to be able to get it. What are the symptoms that shows that you need a revival? What do you see in your life? That tells you you need a revival. Number one, when you no longer get excited at the things of God. Loss of joy is such a pointer that something is amiss. Was it not the psalmist that said in Psalms 51 and then verse 21? He said, he said verse 51 and then verse 12. He said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. He said, take not your spirit even from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Whenever the things that used to excite you about God no longer excite you, it's a pointer that something is amiss. It's a pointer that the gas is going. When you begin to reason out what you used to be joyful about. Isaiah 12 verse 3, the Bible says, with joy you fetch from the well of salvation. Listen to this. One of the things where you see a believer is that you must see joy. Being morose does not show that you are a believer. It means that you need a revival. Every time we see you, it looks like you carry the whole weight of the world. Glory to God. It is not only you that things are happening to you. Things happen to Christ, but Christ was happy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number two, where you no longer see your signs and your gifts. Somebody said, I used to operate in the supernatural. I used to operate in visions. I used to operate in dreams. Oh, man of God, what's going on here? What's wrong now? What's wrong now? When you no longer see your gift, when you no longer sing and people begin to experience God, the presence is no longer there, then something is amiss. Because God never leaves us every time we are the one who takes steps away from him. It was in our Revelation chapter 2 verse 5, Christ was writing to that church. He said to them that they should forget, their fo they should remember the eyes from which they are falling. And remember their first works. Remember your first works. Remember as you sit before me, how it used to be. How your worship session used to be. Remember how your prayer used to be. Remember how you get revelation from God's word. Remember how you evangelize about him. Remember how it used to be. Number three. When you are wearied and tired, your soul is overwhelmed. The psalmist was at that point. He said, when my soul is overwhelmed, he said, take me to a height that is greater than high. Are you overwhelmed? Things that don't used to affect you are started affecting you now. Before you don't have money in the account, but it doesn't affect you. But look at you now. You cannot even sleep because of it. Things that didn't get a hold on you, now it puts you under a prison. Number four, how do I know I need a revival? When you have started neglecting your spiritual duties and routines. You started neglecting them. You know you read before the Bible every day, but now you are explaining it away. How oh, is Lagos? <laughs> oh, it's business. Oh, it's because you don't understand how tech works. Glory to God. You don't understand how finance works. You don't understand what it means to be an engineer in the city of Lagos. <laughs> you don't understand traffic. Listen, you are giving reasons. These were things you used to preach against. When people used to give reasons in those days, you used to laugh at them. I say, oh, like alone. They don't love God. <laughs> you used to laugh it away. Look at you now. 
You don't pray. You say your prayers on the road. <laughs> pray as you go. <laughs> Glory to God. Pray as you go. Vina no makalia ba is a good day. Hallelujah. The Lord takes care of me. In the name of Jesus, I go in your strength. Oh, hallelujah. CMS. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. When your conscience tells you of your apparent lack of growth, that's the next one. Your conscience is telling you of your apparent lack of growth. Baba, you are not growing. It's not me that tells you. Your conscience keeps telling you. When by the time you need to be teachers, you yourself need to be taught the elementary principles. The elementary principles. Psalms 1 and then verse 3. Scripture talks about the blessed man. He's fruitful in all that he does. Sir. He's fruitful. He's like a plant. He's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He brings forth his fruit at his own season. His leaf does not wither. Withering is a sign that something is wrong. Apparent lack of growth. Let me move on here. Number six, complacency. When self-satisfaction becomes the, 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 the norm, you are just selfish. It is about you, your family. I mean, you know the three laws of the modern man. I, me, and myself. Glory to God. That's the God you are serving now. There is a problem. You have become a comfortable seat warmer. In the house of your God. But when you, you know, you say, I'm not passionate about these things. I don't talk about these things. I'm, I'm generally just a quiet person. That's what you tell yourself. But when they start talking about footballer, obedient, and then articulated, and then barter, then you get emotional. Glory to God. It tells me where your passion is. It tells me that you are not thinking about God. Or somebody said, you know, I don't just want to rock the boat. Which boat? Rock the boat. Kill the boat. Burn the boat. Which boat don't you want to rock? Jesus did not think about not rocking the boat when he died for you on the cross of Calvary. Number seven, when there is a lack of concern for the lost and the suffering in our world. Lack of concern for the lost and those who are suffering in our world. How can we see and read the news and be comfortable? How can you hear about the broken marriages and be comfortable? How can you enter every day when I step onto the street of Lagos and I see young boys and young men taking sachet of alcohol? I know there is a problem that is brewing up. Young girls, young boys look very good and then they just take a sachet down. Glory to God. I saw one when I came to church yesterday and then just outside. I saw oh, this fine girl is coming and then wrapped in her hand. Glory to God was a sachet of alcohol. And she just took it down. And then she saw me and then she squeezed it. Of course you must squeeze it. Light is in front of you. Squeeze it and then start walking fast. And I looked at her. What pushed you here? Listen, I was telling somebody yesterday, when you hear in the news that young people are dying, and you say, oh God, devil, why are you killing our young people? No, it's the decisions that is killing them. It's not God. The devil can't get you except he gets you to make wrong decisions. Your liver, your kidney is failing, your heart is failing at such a young age. Every organ you deposited in you, you are supposed to use it for an amount of years. If you destroy before that time, you will die before your time. Glory to God. And no amount of Jupiter will save you. Are you following me? Decision make men. Yesterday we were somewhere just to buy some things and then I saw that weed has even mature now. It's the way they pack weed now inside some round things like that. And so you can't trust anybody anymore. You don't know the energy they are using. Amen. Let's continue. And how do I know hiding secret sins? 
Numbers 32, verse 23. Moses said, Be sure that your sins will find you out. <laughs> when I saw that scripture, ah, this is not God finding you out. Your sin will locate you. It's Google. He will locate you. You don't have to share your location. The moment you keep sinning, your sin will find you out. Do you get what I'm saying? Is somebody listening to me today? We find ourselves rationary and giving excuses. You know, I only masturbate, I don't sleep. It's so that I, don't, I won't sleep around, that's why I masturbate. Do you understand how we used to take the smaller one and leave the bigger one? Who did this to us? Who lied to us? How do you also know number nine? Let me go on very quickly. Having an unforgiving spirit. Some parrots say, some people say, you know, they parrot it. I don't mean some parrots. They parrot and say, oh, I can forgive, but I can't forget. <laughs> That's a seed of not forgiving there. You're already giving yourself permission not to forgive. Is somebody following me? The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 2 and then verse 16. As far as the east is from the west, so as God even himself put your transgressions away from you. Now listen and listen very carefully. That is the exact thing you are supposed to do about your sin. Put it away. Look at your name and say, put it away. I know you'll be afraid. I am the one saying you should say, all things being equal, you should not receive a slap. Amen. Glory. Look, I said, put it away. And then number 10, now being filled with pride. Pride goeth before destruction and an unholy spirit before it fall. Pride and vanity were Lucifer's problem. You just want to be better than others. You want to walk in and everybody stops. I'm a showstopper. You know, there are things we tell ourselves, we just point words that just pride. I'm a showstopper. I'm the brain behind the works. I'm the, you know, you just keep telling yourself, I'm feeling good. No, you are grazing a seed inside of that place. It's called pride. Without me, nothing moves here. God will now move you out. And then you will see that things will still move without you. Is somebody following me? Another thing is animosity toward other Christians. That's how I know. You know, there are people that are just, they are just dangerous to have as friends. They accuse and they are against every other church but their church. You see them on social media, you are in trouble because they are always accusing, they are always negating, they are always in conflict, they are always in animosity. The first thing you must overcome is not the devil. You must overcome the brethren. Overcome the brethren with love. I know you don't like that lady. You really don't. You know, people, we say this in church, you know, I, I like everyone, but you don't greet her because she, you greeted her once and you just She just saucy. Hello, you need to overcome that brethren. There are neighbors you have, you don't greet. And they have not done anything to you. It's just because if you break it down, it seems they are more successful than you. No, this is a hard truth. But I'm, I've not come for that today. Can we go to... So I've come to establish to you that you can see that there is a problem. This is not where I used to be. This is where you are now. Now, to revive means to restore back to your original formation. It's to restore life back to someone who is losing life. It's to restore zest back to someone who is losing zest. It's to reinvigorate somebody who has lost even that ability even to go on. So before you go seven hours prayers, I'm not, you know, there are people who say, you know, I'm a giant in the things of God, glory to God. But you cannot even, you, you can't start your prayer meeting in the morning by yourself. 
You need a Nathaniel Bessie to help you kickstart it. Glory to God. So I'll call you first of all lay down for worship. As the song is going, hallelujah, hallelujah. Or, or, or you get, uh, give me those tongues, guys. Give me, give me, give me. It's your philosophy. You've all got your philosophy. He chants as he chants for 20 minutes. Just enters with hair calabar. Oh, yeah. Now, listen. That shows there is a problem because before you are not like that. What is going on is that you are a car that cannot start itself. So you are kickstarting. Have you seen them jumpstart a car before? And that's why automatic, maybe in the days of automatic, you have not seen it. But some of us drove manual for years and it was a dangerous thing to do. I can't, you there's a way you do your leg like this. So, and then you see, we start. That's how some people's spirits are. Even with the sound, you can know that this engine is not okay. You know that your spirit engine, something is wrong somewhere. You know that there is a work that needs to be done. No servicing does not return for servicing. You have been using it that way for a long time. <laughs> oh, God. Today, I've come to tell you that there are three reviving agents with God. Three reviving agents. Number one is prayer. Number two is the person of the Holy Ghost. And then number three is the word of God. Listen to these. Uh, these are the three reviving agents that you will need uh, to maintain your walk in a spiritual way. If your spirit will not go down, if you will not become a foolish virgin, if you will not get lost of lamp, then you will need that reviving agent every time in your life. Can I have an amen? amen. Listen, it is not, you will enter coma. Coma. Do you know what they call coma? When somebody needs to be pumped with oxygen, your spirit will enter coma without you reviving with those three things. Constantly, the word of God. Constantly, pray. Constantly, be a person of spirit. I will explain to you how these three things are intertwined. The first one that you will have to do is that you will have to have the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the pumping machine. The Holy Spirit is the person, the main deal behind everything. Listen, therefore, Paul said, pray always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. Oh, this is what I will do. I will pray in the Spirit and I will also pray even in understanding. Why? Because a prayer that is not generated and led and battered by the Spirit of God is an exercise in futility. So people pray a lot, but they have little answers. Because they are not bread, they are not spirit-bred prayers. Number two is that your prayer, prayer is actually the last thing you need to do. It's not the first. Therefore, you will see many reviving, what we call revival now, is a lot of people praying, but you will see that their life lack result or evidence. And after many years, they run out of gas. Why? Because they do not, first of all, establish what we call a relationship with the Holy Ghost. It is koinonia you start from. After that, then you will now need another foundation, which is the foundation of the Word of God. The Word of God. Word is life. The Word of God. Because everything must be based on the Word of God. You can't pray right if you are praying contrary to the Word of God. So the Word of God. And then the third thing is prayer. Now let me say this to you. Some people say, you know what, the way you speak, people will just read the word, they will not pray. No, you are not reading the word. You are a parrot. You are just climbing the word. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Bible says it's not the hearers of the word that is blessed, but the doers 
of the word. It therefore means that when you read the word of God, there is no way you will not be, receive the spirit of prayer. There is no way it will not lead you to supplication. There is no way you will find promises and you don't see it in your, in your life that you will not go even to the courtroom of the Father and say, God, what's going on in my life? Is there something amazing in scriptures? Did they write it wrong? It leads you to prayer. There is no person who is a word person who does not pray. Don't let them deceive you. He may not be praying publicly or say that he has a ministry of prayer, but if you are a person of the word, you will be given to prayers. Therefore, when we started as a church, we did a foundation. That's why I'm laying the foundation of the word of God. And after that, we'll go and teach on prayers so that we can pray to bat the reality of God's promises. You know, this Sandeli Christianity will not obtain some things. Aha. Aha. Inside AC, you should be sweating when you are praying. Somebody say, I'm tired. Say, when you are tired, that's when you're, when you, that means your body is tired. It's okay. It's your spirit that is praying. Continue. Spirit can't die. Just go. It is such koinonia that that man was happy with God. Such prayer life that that man was happy with God and he entered into a realm that it was of no return. Listen to this. I want to speak to you for a quick minute, for a few minutes. On that reviving agent of the word of God. The reviving ability of the word of God. You've probably not had it. That revival comes from the word of God. You have not had it. Because you see, until we begin to have breakout sessions, when people just gather and just listen to the word of God, we will not enter into the fullness of revival. If we call a prayer meeting, the whole place is locked and filled up. But when we call a marathon word session, they won't show up. Why? Because we like the jingoism and the emotionalism that such prayers bring. And many of us are not proud in our results. We are proud in our efforts. Hey! Mogbadura, yeah. Seven hours. Oh, bata, bata. You know I pray. Those who know me know. I disturb the neighborhood. I stop every... Hey! You can't say I should not pray. I don't know how your, how your salary, how your house rent will be paid. I, don't, I can't guarantee it if I cannot guarantee prayer. Do you understand? So I come to your house, I must pray. And I can pray quietly, but I can also, it depends on how the spirit of the Father took me. If it takes me in such a way that the whole Ajah must awake, they are You wake up, you job, Allah, Allah, your dreams, because I just kept at it. Is somebody following me? Is somebody following me? You see, your spirit man cannot be allowed to be quashokod and die. You can't allow it to just die like that. You can't. You can see that. I told you of my experience. I knew life was going out of me. Some of you know that life is already going out of your spirit man. You see, in Lagos, you have a way of scoping everything. No money in the account, you dress it up. But you people have also learned how to dress up your spirit man. So there's a, you, you, you see, you sound my God. God bless you. Ah, yeah, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm not talking about, I'm, just, I'm not saying there are jingoi, there, there are language that we speak, sir. You say, oh, awambe. There are linguals. Hey, awambe. I want to hear. Hey, hold on, Shannon. You know, some people say, as you are preaching, you say, Iva, na, na, na. Hey, hey. You see, there's just linguals. Hey, hey. You, you are just singing. It's a facade. Baba, you pray for one week. Is a facade. Are you following me? Baba never prayed for one. Is a facade. Don't be taken away by the facade. 
Are you telling me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Don't have a public ministry of prayer. Have a private ministry of prayer. Is somebody following me? The word is a reviving agent. 119.25, It says, revive me by your word. David's prayer. Revive me by your word. Revive me by your word. When he said that, what did he mean? Number one, he understood that the word is the seed of life. Are you following me? He understood that the word is the seed of life. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, he said we, were, we, were, we became born again by the incorruptible seed, not of the word of God. Not by the corruptible, but the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The word of God is a seed of life. Listen to this. By that word that bats you, by it also you shall be sustained. Are you following me? Listen, as a farmer, if you plant a seed now, and say, ah, go, go, shaka, go, go. You see, it will come out. Go, go, shaka, mess will come out. Hele, hele. And then you start selling it up. But after you have eaten that one, what will you eat next time? You have to sow another what? Another seed. Listen to this, what sustains your spirit again and again is the intake of the word of God. Because that seed of the word of God was what you had, and then you gave your life to Jesus. Is that not so? Because they cannot give their life except they hear. And now that they hear, they hear by the hearing of the word of faith. And so you add and then you made a decision for Jesus. And then that's the seed of life inside of you. You would also need koinonia and contact with that seed for your life to remain good every time. Listen to this, a young chap chatted me up recently and said, Dad, I don't get it. I'm reading scriptures, but I'm getting tired. I, I, I don't get anything from it. I'm, 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 I, I mean, I just keep reading. It's boring for me. It doesn't look to look like this. It doesn't. I, I mean, every time I just open it, I, I used to have revelation. I'm writing, but these days I'm not writing anything. Sometimes I'm sleeping off on me. I'm just tired. He said, I, and I'm, I'm just telling you that I'm about to drop it. I, I'm about to, maybe I should go and do something else. I laughed. I said, you don't need to get everything. Just stay in the word. Just stay in the word. Listen to this. It is the harvest time that the farmer likes. Nobody likes the seed sowing time. Therefore, at certain times when you are reading scriptures, you are not getting revelation, but the seed is being sown. You are sowing the seed. And one day will come, six months down the road, you will face a challenge. And then the Holy Spirit will do its work of bringing to remembrance. That seed that was sown, the time of life has come. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm saying? You need to be someone. Who gets the word? Keep reading it. He understood. David knew that the seed of why he became what he became was that he received the word of the seed of the word of God. The Rema word, the logos. You receive that seed. Number two, he understood understand. When he said, Revive me by your word, he understood that the word is water. And so you must drink. Have you ever seen anybody fainted before? Uh, me, I don't know the kind of school you went to. But Loyola College, people used to faint. Because the kind of stubborn play people used to play. You know, when there's only boys in the school, there's nobody for me. SS2 boys, they have become crazy. Very crazy. They can just carry one. I mean, we break chairs for fun. Break tables for fun. And you can carry that table and just push on somebody. And then the person will go, And some of you are looking like we have serious bodies. You are thinking, how do, are they stupid? Why are they doing that? That was how we were raised. We were crazy folks. I mean, when you know that demon was in us, we knew it was. It's now you have to look back and say, ah, but we are not okay. And then you slash it. Hey, boss. And the people will learn. The first thing they say is what? We don't speak English those days. And then they rush him and pour water on him. And as they pour water on him, and then they will tell him, let him drink water. 
That's how to resuscitate. As you take that word of God on a daily basis, that is what you are doing to yourself. Many of you actually, you, your, your spirit is in emergency room. I see you, intensive care unit. You really need to just pump that water out. I mean it. You all need to pump that water. You need a six hours sitting down with the world. Don't be pumping the water. Because you know that this thing is about to give way. <laughs> Glory to God. May your spirit not give way. You know when we're talking about this, we're not saying your spirit is going to die. But we're saying that, I believe you have that mental understanding to not tweak what I'm saying to you. Glory to God. 526. The Bible says that he must sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. With the washing of water by the word. The greatest cleanser is not done by by, by, by cousins. The greatest cleanser is not by PZ. The greatest cleanser is not the one you import from the U.S. It's not the one you use for your face or your hand. The greatest cleanser is the word of God. He's the word of God. He's the word of God. He said he might sanctify and cleanse you by the washing of water by the word. Let me say this to you in a way you will get it. Every day you interact with the word, you are taking a piece of the word with you. Every interaction with the systems of the world, you are taking a piece of the word with you. You don't have to want to do it, but by contact, that's what happens. And so you see them saying you are becoming worldly. Spend two hours on Snapchat, one hour on Facebook, 30 minutes. Instagram, 30 minutes on Instagram. Don't need too much hour. 30 minutes. Don't put it there. You will discover that your mindset will begin to tweak. Something is actually happening to you. Even if you don't go to social media, just go to your place of work. I listen to them talk about life. I don't know whether you have heard people talk about life. Yeah. Why are these people talking like this? What is going on is that there is a contact with the world that's going on with you. The cleanser you will need is that when you return every night, you must go to the word of the Lord so that he might cleanse you and sanctify you. Do you get what I'm saying now? So he purifies you from the contaminations of this world. That's what the world does. Because many people don't read the word because they don't understand what it does. And that's why I'm telling you, this is what it does to you. Ezekiel, 20, Ezekiel 36, 25, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all infirmities, hear the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with the heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Pure water. And also, you know, pure water is not, it's the word of God. It's not, it's not the pure water you buy outside. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Are you thirsty? Do you feel dirty? Do you think you need a real bath? Maybe sin has taken things from you. Or oh, come, I tell you, come tonight. Come this morning. Come to the water. Just drink. Just drink. 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 Flabinia sang a song like that. About the Holy Spirit. Drink. Drink. Just drink. Just keep drinking. Partake of this heavenly covenant. Come to the altar that is above every altar. When you open your scriptures every morning, when you open your Bible every night, you are partaking of an altar that is great. Glory to God. Number three, the word is light. David understood that the word is light. I said the word is water, drink. Do you understand that? The word is light, let it lead you. Look at your neighbor and say, let it lead you. Do you feel you are in darkness? Do you feel depressed? Bust in and it seems there's no way out. The word of God is the answer. The word of God is the answer. I want you to help me preach this message. Look at your neighbor, how about to high and say the word of God is the answer. 
Answer is not on Google. Answer is not in a smart book. Answer is not in a smart app. Answer is in the word of God. I like David sometimes feel I'm facing a difficult time. But listen to this. I let the word of God lead me. 119105. The word is a light unto your path and a lamp unto your feet. Glory to God. Don't you ever feel discouraged. By God, you will win. Look at your neighbor and say, by God, you will win. Tailor your life with God's word. Let the word of God guide you, not the experience of men. When you get moved because people have broken marriages, and then you say, I, I won't marry, I will keep quiet. Keep quiet. I tell people it's a basic thing of life. I cannot be disturbed that you have a broken marriage because I did not know how you came to the decision of married that person. Why? Because decisions will determine your outcomes. If you cannot tell me how you made a decision that that's who to marry, don't come and cry to me and say your marriage did not work. But when I stand in the word of God and I let the word of the Lord to decide for me in all of my decisions, then I'm not bothered. Is somebody listening to me tonight? For you are my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Psalm 22 and then verse 29. Lighten my darkness, O God, lest I sleep the sleep of death. In that Psalms 13 and then verse 3. Look at Geneva and say, this is my prayer. Look at Geneva and say, this is my prayer. That the Lord will lighten my darkness. This is my prayer for you. No, you don't say pray for somebody and then you say for you. At the end, it's even to you, like for you. Are you afraid? This is my prayer for you. Say it like you don't need a revival. Because if you get me angry, I will lay hands on you people today. Glory to God. You are going to come out of this place revived. Look at somebody and say, this is my prayer for you. That the Lord will lighten your darkness. In the name of Jesus. You know where you are. You know what you used to do. You know the state from which you are falling. Don't worry about me. Calm down. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. All right? It's revival. That's how you know I've preached well. Glory to God. Calm down. Listen to the word. Amen. All right, number four. The word is fire. Hey, let it burn. The word is fire. Let it burn. Jeremiah 23, 29. Bible says God himself speaking. He said, it's not my word like fire that burns. Is it not like armor that breaks? Hey! Every time I receive a portion of the word, I receive a portion of fire. Do you understand? Every time I take a dose of God's word, I take a dose of fire. Every time I commune with God's word by reading it on my table, I am seen and I'm taking in the coal of God's fire inside of my spirit. Is somebody listening to me? Let it burn. The word of God has the capacity to burn inside of you. Burn every resistance. Burn every obstacle. And guess what? Burn even your soul. Set my heart on fire for you. I want to burn for you. It's not a singing. It is by contacting those agents I spoke to you about. Contacting the word of God. Alika Barua. 
If you have never dined with God's word, so much so that you just stood up from reading, you just stand up from the table and say, I can never be poor in my life. I think it was David Oedek would have said, he said it was written that book. And then the fire entered into him. He said, no, I see, I found the key. I found the key. I found, he said, he told his wife, he started running around. He found the key. The key for your next level is in God's word. The fire you need is in God's word. You know, there are people that say to me, when I hear a song, it sets me on fire. So even when the old world has passed on that song, you keep listening to it. <laughs> the real fire you need, is in God's word. It's in dining with that word. It's my prayer for you that that fire will rise. That fire will burn. Somebody said, you know, I'm, I don't read it and I understand it. That as you open scriptures, uh, and as I began to pray for you over the night, I began to say, Lord, uh, that all these agencies will be activated in their life. Uh, that all these agencies will become a reality in their life. Uh, you see, you can't be on fire for God and you will not tell your neighbors. Uh, you can't be on fire for God and you will not tell somebody about Jesus. Uh, you meet new people every day and you never mention him. Uh, do you understand that when boys gather, it does not take one hour one hour to the issue to go to three topics one money two women the three politics okay so make it four football it doesn't take one hour for that topic to go to those forces i'm not a woman so i don't know what you talk about but if it's a man and they are gathered in a room and they are spoken for two hours and their voice is loud don't bother. If you are not talking in Nigeria of today, they are not talking about obedient, articulated, but they are talking about football with Chelsea buying. Man, you stupid. They are losing players. Liverpool are just signed Salah. You see, that's what they are talking about. Do you understand? When I say when I say sign, don't think I'm a dummy. They are just extended the contract. Glory to God. And then, and then number three, if they are not talking about money, they are talking about investments, uh, forex, uh, um, codul, and all of those things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then number four. They are talking about women. That girl, that girl, that girl, sweet old baba. I know they lie you. I know they lie you. That's what they are passionate about. If you are passionate and the fire of God enters into you, there was something that happened to the disciples. Transported Peter, a meek guy. Do you know the world? Do you know Jesus? I don't know the world. I don't, I've never met him. I've never had an encounter with him. You sound like one of them. You know, he, he became costly. He didn't want that kind of rubbish to be said. But something happened. Bible says Pentecost happened. A renewing came to his spirit. A reviving came to his spirit. You know, after he cried that he denied Jesus, he didn't do anything. That's why I tell people emotion is not the solution. But the moment he received life from the Spirit of God, he went to the street, he stood before 5,000 folks, and he began to tell them about Jesus. The reason you are afraid and shy is because there's not so much fire in you. The reason you don't do evangelism, fire in you too. You see, these are, these are, I don't deceive people, that's why I do. You see, I'll tell you how this is. You understand what I'm saying? If there is fire, fire burns. You, I sleep and I sleep. You understand? It doesn't matter what I see in the dream. It doesn't matter who brought it. God is my business with that. They bring part of them and order it in the day. It does not matter. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Glory to God. Yeah. I, tell, I tell my wife this. I say, when I eat part of them, it means I've not eaten it for a while. I had a dream one time. They were packaging this ekuru. You know what they call ekuru? Ekuru is a food for deity. And they brought it to me. I said, God, I have become a God in this spiritual realm. Yeah. 
You don't understand the Kuru? Ah, you don't. Those are the food that the Yorubas, they give their a boar and all of that. They say, they are fattest serving me. Is some of you are still eating pizza? There are levels. I want to mind, let the fire of God's word burn. Whenever I eat, I hope that you do it today. Glory to God. Because he has said it in his word. You will take up serpent. You will eat anything poisonous. It will not harm you. I don't need to begin to pray. The word was residence before they brought it. Amen. Let the word dwell in you richly. Let it dwell. There are portions. Paul let us understood that there are portions of dwelling of God's word inside of people. And that's why he said, let it dwell in you how? Richly. That's an adjective. How? Richly. That's the portion you must have. Richly. You see, you are rich, but the portion of God's word in your spirit shows an extreme level of penury. Let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you richly. Number five, you know David said, no, no, no. Revive me by your word. Because you understood that the word of the Lord is hammer. Hammer, 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 hammer. Let it break. All those causes, Omar, break it. All those limitations, it will break it. Some people cannot grow beyond the level, even in the spiritual. You have not been able to build a consistent Christian life. Why? Because you do not understand that sillies exist. And the way to break the silly is by the hammer of God's word. Do you understand? Jeremiah 23, 29, God himself. I love God. You see, sometimes God begins to make a boast of himself. Jeremiah 23, 29, he said, Is my word not like fire that, break, that burns? Is it not like armor that breaks? God himself was speaking to Jeremiah, the prophet. He said, Is my word not like it? So when you take the word into many spaces that they said the believer cannot exist, and you begin to share the light of the word of God, it begins to break every stronghold. Limitations and ceilings that exist in those places. Sir. Therefore, because you're a believer, they might say a woman has never become an EDA CEO. But you're a believer. Just enter that place and say, I reign in this place. Sir. I reign in this place. Sir. He has said, I'm not the tail, I am the head. Lo sakataya. I am coming for you. I've seen it happen. Reverend George Adeboe from Ilori. In the city of Ilorin, a place where to get to, there are two ways out of Ilorin. A pastor was telling me, I've never even discovered that. He said, there are two ways out of Ilorin. Is either you fly to Abuja or fly to Lagos. That's how Ilorin is. You don't go to Ilorin and go to Enugu. There are only two places you get out to from plane. Do you understand? So it's either Abuja or Lagos. So the man decided that he was going to the nations. 127 at the last count. Why? He said the first time he entered the plane, he sat in the economy. I don't know whether you have sat in this economy in this old plane. There are differences. There are differences. You see, there are old planes and new planes. Economy in new plane may not be that bad. Economy may not be, there might not be too much differences. I remember we had a flight and we entered this economy. Our legs, myself and my wife, was terribly packed. Economy. Are you following me? And then we saw, we now did another one, economy, and the place was spacious. We now discovered, I said, are you sure they have even used this plane before? It was sparkling clean. You know what's going on? That was how Reverend George also entered. And he discovered there is a word that says you will be the head and not the tail. And then, you know, I told you there's a word for everything. And then he discovered that the tail of the plane is where the economy people are. 
because you are not very close to the pilot. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And then they begin to say, God said, I'll be the head and not the tail. Therefore, I'm going to first class. I'm going to first class. Today, it's not that they tell me. I print his ticket. Are you following me? Baba will tell you, I cannot even fly Emirates. You know all of this, you, you want to connect somewhere so that you can have chief flight. Baba goes on B every time. And I see the ticket, 1A, 1C, 1B. 1A, 1C, 1B. 1A, 1C, 1B. That means the first person to see the pilot, 1A, 1C, 1B. Are you following what I'm saying? He has become the head. 1A, 1C, 1B. You see, the way he sounds, a one a, it's not even 1F. I've not seen 1F. Why is that show for a failure on it? 1A, 1C, 1B. You understand what I'm saying? Listen to this. Uh, you become your word. There is a scripture for every situation. From Ilori? No, how much is our tithe in Ilori? Are you following what I'm saying? So you will know that it is not the tithe, it is the function of the word. It is not your situation, it is the function of the word. When the word quickens you, you go forward. It might look like you are not anywhere now. I don't see what I see. I see what I believe. Is somebody following me today? Many times, religion is the reason people don't experience a revival. You just want emotionalism. Sit down with the word. Sit down with the word. You are too lazy. That's why you have been stuck. Sit down with the word. It's not done this way. It's not done this way. It's not, just come on, keep quiet. Look at your life. Keep quiet. Let wisdom speak. Let foolishness be quiet. Amen. Learn. Amen. Glory to God. Bible says, Hosea chapter 10 verse 12. I love that, that verse of scripture. It says, so for yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. He's saying there is unfruitfulness. There is a fallow ground. And guys, you can see it. How do you break it? By the hammer of God's word. Nobody put a seed on the ground without first breaking the ground. The reason you need the word is that you need to break some things in your life. Then you'll be able to plant. And then you'll see fruitfulness. Can I have an amen? amen. Glory to God. Number six, the word is life. Look at Jeremiah and say, the word is life. You know, sometimes they do some advert and say, I'm, I'm living the life. I'm living the life. I say, which life? There is no life like Zoe. <laughs> it's the life of God. Oh yeah, there is no life like the life of God. The life of good that we pass out after 12 hours. Am I following you or you are following me? <laughs> are you, you get what I'm saying? The life of dry gin, it will pass out after many hours. 24 hours. Glory to God. Amen. But you see, there is a life. Even the life of sex, it will pass out after 30 minutes. But there is a life, it's called the life of God. It's the unending, undiminishing, unquenchable life of divinity inside of humanity. It's that life that has the ability to transform and change your experience. It's the life of God. The life of God. Zoe, the vigor, the zest, the strength of God inside of man. People of God, you need God's word. Why? Because God's word is the source of life. 
When I saw Psalms 36 verse 9, one of my favorite scriptures, you know, I quote it so much. Oh, in him is the fountain of life. And in his life do we find light. Listen to this. God's word is the oasis of life. God's word is the fountain of life. John chapter 1 and verse 4, he said in him was life. That is what is him. Him is the word. Him is God. The very word of God. He said in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Listen, if you will walk in light, you will need the life of God uh, to take you on uh, so that when the days comes in life, uh, so that when you enter traffic of life, uh, so that when congestions come in life, uh, you are not bothered. Why? Because what is powering you is the life of God. Zoe! Zoe! Paul called the word, scriptures, he called it the word of life. Do you know he did that? Philippians chapter 2. Verse 16, he said, holding fast to the word of life. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. Holding forth to the word of life. Holding forth to the word of life. Listen, the problem we have is that we are not holding forth to that word. Can you help me jack your neighbor? I just like you people jacking each other. Jack your neighbor and say, hold forth to the word of life. Hold forth to the word of life. Hold forth to the... If I say you should jack your car, is that the way you should jack up? <laughs> don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> it's not violence. Glory to God. It's God's word. Amen. John chapter 6, verse 3. Jesus himself was speaking. I love the way he put it. He rendered it in a sweet way. He said, the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Every time, therefore, that I koinonia with the word of God, I'm receiving that same spirit. It's entering me. Is entering me. Don't see understanding will come later. Just keep let it enter. Let it enter. Keep reading. Keep stay with scriptures. And then I just write it down. I just write it down. Glory to God. People should not disturb yourself. Sit down. You can't love me more than me. Stop distracting me. Amen. Alright. So I, I mean, I love you guys, but it's not it doesn't matter. Just leave me. Uh-huh. Glory to God. So I start writing things down. I just write scriptures. Just write it down. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I, no, that's not scriptures. I write what I need to do. Do you understand? So he comes to me and says, you need to call that person. Sometimes they call your dad. I don't put in number one, call dad. And then he says, respond to that Facebook message. Somebody wants to know the address of church. Respond to Facebook message. Someone wants to know the address of church. So I'm not standing up. Thank you for bringing the ideas. But I'm not standing up. So he says, ah, you remember your daughters. You need to, I write it down. Daughters, you need to. So I put it down. And that I ensures that I stay in the world without being distracted. You know, all of those other things, I cover them in 30 minutes because now I even have a to-do list. So he helped me. I have a to-do list and I just fly. Do you understand? Don't believe that every suggestion in the place of the word of prayer is from God. Some suggestions are there. Have you been praying so well? You know you are on a height. And a suggestion comes and says, yeah. I didn't do that thing. And then you discover your prayer start reducing. And then you just want to run off. That's why it's getting you. Listen, your spirit cannot be allowed to just die off. You need life. I'll give you two more and then we're done. Another thing is that the word, my God. Another thing is that the word is food. God's word is food. You must understand that God's word is what? So when you come to service next week, I'm going to ask you, did you eat last week? Now don't be telling me, I ate shawarma. I ate rice. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you eaten? You know I'm not concerned because you cannot die. You understand? You are here. You can't die. You get it? I'm not asking you whether you have food to buy. I'm asking you, have you eaten God's word? So ask your neighbor, will you eat this week? First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere meek of the word of God. Meek is even expensive. SMA gold is like 9,000. For those of you who, who are still on the line, glory to God, it's getting very expensive. Amen. But the word of God is still very cheap. Do you understand? The word of God is still very what? Very cheap. Take the meek of God's word. Take the meek. Jeremiah said, your word I found and I did eat them. I eat them. I ate them. And it became a joy and a rejoicing to my soul. For I am called by your name. Eat the word. Eat the word. Set a table before yourself. Put New King James Version. Put CPT. Put the message. Put NIV. And begin to eat. Is somebody following me? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. The writer of Hebrew, I believe was Paul was telling them that if by now you need to, to still be taught the elementary principles of the word of God, when you, are you have shown now that you still need meat instead of strong meats. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can see that the word of the Lord is milk. The word of the Lord is strong meats. Do you see that? Keep taking the word. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. John chapter 6 verse 51. <laughs> he said, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. So every day I eat the living bread. What kind of bread are you eating? Somebody say, you know, I like eating on the one they sell at the supermarket. No, I eat the living word. <laughs> I eat the living bread. And not still, the living what? The living bread. You must eat the bread of God. Isaiah cried out. He was telling them, stop taking junks. You know it's in your Bible. He said, stop taking junks. Stop depending on leftovers. There is free bread on the table. Isaiah 55, verse 2. He said, why do you spend money for what is not bread? Why are you taking jumps, junks? Why are you taking leftovers? He says, and your wages for what does not satisfy. He said, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. <laughs> oh, God. And then finally, brethren, if you can do these seven things, if, if, if we can stay in this reviving seven agents revival, seven forces of revival by the word of God, something will happen to you, and that's number eight. The word of the Lord will become a sword to you. You see, if you are not revived, the word cannot be, so, cannot be a weapon for you. The word is only a weapon to the revived believer. Are you following me? The word is only a weapon to the revived believer. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, the Bible talks about the word of God as being the sword of the spirits. Many people are tired because they are operating under pressure. Come on. I'd always maintain, don't put pressure on yourself. What do I say? Put pressure on God's word. Put pressure on the word. Put pressure on the promises of God. Refuse to put pressure on yourself. Somebody looked at me and said, you know what? My business is not growing. I said, he said he will increase you more and more. You and your children. Why not keep confessing? Why not keep putting pressure on that scripture? Do you get what I'm saying to you? Thou revived one, will you raise the sword in battle? 
as a disarmed soldier is in grave danger. You know, a soldier that doesn't have a weapon is in danger. So also is a believer without the weapon. You are in great danger. Draw your sword. Onward we go to battle. Onward we go to the world. Winning. Triumphing. How do you draw the sword? By keeping God's word in your mouth. So apart from reading it, you must say it. Apart from reading it, to be revived, you must say it. You must keep saying the word. You must keep declaring the word. You must keep saying it until the word becomes live in you. Until the word becomes what you need. Until the word, until your word becomes conformed to the reality of the word of God. Until your word, the word that you live in conforms to the reality of God's word. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop speaking. Is there someone who is saying, Lord, revive me this morning? Is there someone who is saying, revive me this morning? Is there someone who is saying, Lord, I know I need to be revived. I know it takes discipline like he said. I know it takes consistency like he said. I know it takes persistency like he said. But God, I'm committing to doing your word. Lord, I'm committing to living life differently. I'm committed to living and choosing differently. Is there someone under the sound of my voice? I want you to open your mouth and begin to say, Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I live by your word. Don't forget the series we are on is living by the word. Lord, Lord, I live by your word. Begin to declare God's word. Begin to declare God's word. Is a sword in your mouth? Begin to declare it. Is a sword in your mouth? Begin to declare it. Is a sword in your mouth? Don't get weary. Don't get tired. The way you are going is not a good choice. Begin to put pressure on the word of God. Begin to put pressure on the word of God. Begin to put pressure on the word of God. Begin to apply pressure on the word of God. I want to begin to declare it this morning. Whatever is God's word for your life, can you begin to say it? Can you begin to declare it? God's word is working in me. God's word is working for me. Asakata, asakata, elege, elege, orokoko balike, agosakale, ekialadosha. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Can you stand wherever you are? Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching or for counseling or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or fisayoadeni at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House, empowering people to live for Jesus.